and welcome to the Made For This podcast. I'm your host, Julie Turner, and on this show, I interview people who I believe are living out their God-given purpose right in the place where they are at. I have conversations with ordinary women living ordinary lives with an extraordinary purpose. It's been a profound privilege for me to introduce you to these amazing women and their incredible stories, and this will continue to be the standard format for each episode. Today, however, I'm going to do something just a little bit different. I thought it might be fun for me to tell you a little bit about the story behind the podcast, what led me to even decide to launch one in the first place. So that will be part one of today's episode, and then after that, I want to share a few of the things these girls have gotten me thinking about. I've realized that while each of their stories are unique, there are some fairly significant common threads that weave them all together. I'd like to spend some time sharing a few of my thoughts with you about those common threads and the impact their stories have had on me personally. And as a special little gift, I've also decided to include one of my own so close stories for you all to enjoy. My so close stories are pretty much guaranteed to leave you feeling a little bit better about yourself. So thanks again for listening. And here's a little glimpse into my journey toward creating the Made for This podcast. Well, hello. I can't believe we're already to episode five of the Made for This podcast. This has been such a fun new adventure for me so far. Thank you so much for all of the support and encouragement you've given me as I get this started. I can't tell you how much of a blessing that is to me. In thinking about these first episodes, I began to realize there may be many of you listening who don't know me at all. So I thought I might take just a minute to introduce myself. I'm Julie Turner. I'm a wife to a wonderful husband and a mom to two incredible boys who are now 18 and 15, which I can hardly believe, and I couldn't be more proud to be their mom. I'm also a worship leader and a singer-songwriter. I'm so thankful for the support of my husband and family so that my childhood dream of becoming a musician could ring true in my adult life. When I'm not doing music, I love spending time with my family. I love reading, cooking, having people in my home, and just about anything outdoors, running, cycling, hiking, and in the summer months, trying my best to keep the upper hand on a giant vegetable garden. So that's a little bit of a context for who I am. I may spend a lot longer telling you my story in future episodes, but today I want to tell you a little bit more about how the Made for This podcast came about. A few years ago, whether through a message I heard or maybe just a part of my daily Bible reading, my attention was drawn to a verse I'd never paid any attention to before. The verse is found in Acts chapter 13. In this chapter, we hear how Paul and his companions had arrived in the city of Antioch and on the Sabbath day had gone to the synagogue and sat down. After the scriptures were read, the text says that the rulers of the synagogue sent a message to them saying, Brothers, if you have any word of encouragement for the people, say it. Paul then stood up and began to preach. And tucked within his words of encouragement, we find Acts 13.36, which says in the ESV, For David, after he had served the purpose of God in his own generation, fell asleep. A seemingly small statement within a broader narrative, but I cannot tell you how much this verse encourages me. I absolutely love the idea that David had a specific purpose and that when he had accomplished it, he fell asleep. I want so badly for this to be true in my life. At the end of this life, I want more than anything for it to be said. After Julie served the purpose of God in her generation, she fell asleep. Can you even imagine? 
A little backstory here, I'm a pleaser by nature. This permeates all aspects of my life, even my faith, which means I've spent countless hours over the years agonizing over how to best accomplish God's purpose in my life. This was often quite inappropriately motivated by fear and anxiety. I had an absolute desperation to ensure that I live out my purpose, as if I could somehow earn my way to purpose, which misses the whole point of grace entirely. Hand in hand with this, I had an even bigger fear that if I wasn't careful, somehow I could miss my purpose altogether. This is not how I believe our great loving God wants us to think or feel. We are saved by faith and grace, not works, and we are told repeatedly to not fear. Trying to earn my way to purpose, and by extension, earn my way to God's approval, and or living in constant anxiety that I was somehow going to miss His purpose for me altogether, is unnecessary, unproductive, and extremely exhausting. I was recently listening to Jamie Ivey's podcast called The Happy Hour, and on that particular episode, she was interviewing Beth Moore. During her interview, Beth spoke to this idea of understanding our purpose, and I found her words to be so encouraging. I wrote down some of what she said, and I'd like to read it to you, but please understand this is not a full transcript. You can hear her whole interview on episode 108 of The Happy Hour. But I at least wanted to relay the gist of what she was saying because it's so pertinent to my heart for this show. She said, If someone were to say to me, but how will I know, as in how will I know what God has for me, She said, I'm convinced that if you were to say to him, Lord, you give me a heart for Jesus. You give me a heart for you. I want you to be my passion. As he starts stirring that up, when we are just teeming with love for him, what we are passionate to do and what starts stirring in our bones, that's going to be the next part of our calling. She said, you're not going to have a heart for Jesus and a mind to want to know him through his word and miss your calling. He's not just hiding under a rock saying, well, you never really just did what it took. He wants us to fulfill the destiny he has for us. She said she's convinced that God was giving us the entire key when he gave us the priority commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. She said, we don't have to think about how to do 40 things to cooperate with God to fulfill what we're supposed to be doing on the planet. One thing, she says. One thing, love him with all your heart and every bit of the rest of it will come into place. Beth's words are so freeing. They bring everything back around to love and everything back into alignment with what Jesus himself said is our number one job. Love God, love others. David confirms this in Psalm 138.8 when he says, The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. We just have to love him and step out in full surrender and obedience, and then he sets us on a course. So as I've been shifting my efforts away from fearful clamoring to instead focusing more intentionally on loving God and loving others, I'm also then moving further away from fear and more toward peace and trust and even excitement about the work God might decide to do in and through my life. With this approach, he alone gets all the credit for the work that's being done. This newfound outlook, combined with the solid belief that we are all created on purpose, for a purpose, got me looking at the women that God has placed in my life and the profound way that he is fulfilling his purpose for each of them. I'm blessed to know so many women living fully surrendered lives to Christ. And through that posture of surrender, God is using them to make an extraordinary difference in the world around them. 
Revelations 12:11 says, "And they have conquered him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony." According to scripture, there's power in our testimony, in sharing our own personal story, and there's power in community. I believe we need each other now more than ever. Even as our world feels more connected through technology, studies show that we are actually more isolated than ever before. And my hope is that in introducing you to these women and their stories, you can feel inspired as you live out your story. My prayer is that you might come to a deeper understanding and a confidence in the fact that God has created you uniquely and for a purpose, and that all He asks is for us to love Him and let Him lead us. No matter how difficult your season is or how mundane or seemingly futile, I hope you can see through these women's stories that God has his hand on you through all of it, that he is loving and faithful and knows the end from the beginning. There's no telling what he might choose to do through each of us if we simply say yes to whatever he asks. I'm learning that our path to purpose is less about clamoring and more about simply choosing to say yes every day. We saw this in each of these four stories. This leads me to the common thread section of the podcast that I was telling you about earlier. I noticed that in all four of these women's stories, there was one very evident common thread, and that was their resolve to always say yes to the things God had for them. Sometimes these were little yeses, like saying hello to a neighbor. Sometimes big yeses, like moving overseas or adopting or taking on a new ministry. But the common thread between each of the four stories was the yes. Sometimes those yeses made no sense at the time, and only later could they see what God was up to. In some cases, we may not even be able to see the results this side of heaven. But when we hear the testimonies of visible results, as we have with these four women, it gives us hope that God is at work, even though we may not see it at the moment. This is so aligned with Scripture. Abraham was credited for his huge faith. In Genesis 12, when God asked Abraham, at that time Abram, to leave his country, Scripture says he packed up all his possessions and left. In chapter 22, when God asked the seemingly impossible of him, asking him to sacrifice his son, it says the very next day he loaded up his donkey to obey, even then. While God did end up sparing his son Isaac, God used that act of obedience as a powerful foreshadowing of his own willingness to sacrifice his one and only son to save us. When Moses said yes, an entire nation was freed from captivity. When Samuel said yes to God's call as a very young boy, he grew up to minister as a prophet and a judge for the Israelites and anointed their first two kings. In the book of Judges, when Gideon said yes, God used him and a mere 300 men to defeat the entire Midianite army. There are countless other examples like this. Over and over again, a yes resulted in a tremendous work of God on behalf of his people. In the New Testament, we see this pattern continue. Jesus' invitation to the disciples was simply, follow me. This is our invitation as well. Jesus invites us to follow him. Whatever he says, wherever he goes, he invites us, follow me. I want to spend every day of my life better learning to say yes. Hearing from women who are committed to consistently saying yes, who tell of the ways God has faithfully led them, it inspires me to continue to offer God control of my life. I hope it does the same for you. I hope we join together and cheer each other on to the yes. 
to the daily surrender involved in the invitation, follow me. And when we can't always make sense of the why, or we feel scared in the moment looking at what the yes might require of us, I hope we remind each other that God is most trustworthy with the things he asks of us. And as we've seen throughout the first four stories, that he will give us all of the resources we need to accomplish the things he's called us to. In addition to the common threads we've seen in the four women, we've also seen so many of the common threads of God's attributes woven through each of their lives. One of God's attributes that stood out to me most was his profound faithfulness. His faithfulness was so evident in Jenny's life as he protected Mia, even in the midst of a robbery in a foreign country. And how each time Jenny said yes to the next thing God asked of her, he provided her with all of the necessary resources to accomplish that task. With Kirsten, we heard about how God rerouted her major from art to the very specific field of nursing where she worked in spinal rehab. This career shift gave her the exact training and experience that she would need to be able to care for her husband as he faced a debilitating illness. From Julie, we heard about how faithful God was in the midst of Carmen's battle with cancer. He showed up time and time again throughout her illness and extended her life far beyond the initial prognosis. With Kirsten, he was faithful all throughout her various career endeavors and all throughout their adoption process. In listening to these four women, it also stood out to me how profoundly personal God is. It is so awe-inspiring for me to know that the creator of the whole universe knows us by name. He gifts us uniquely and leads and guides us in such a deeply personal way. Even the way he speaks to us looks differently based on how he created us and our individual personalities. With Jenny, he's taught her how to listen to his daily whispers, so that she can be ready to respond at a moment's notice to whatever the next need is in front of her. This is a skill that has proven to be extremely necessary in her life of twists and turns. With Kirsten, he showed her how to wake up each day with an open hand, ready to face whatever that particular day might hold. He gave her a strength and a steadfastness that is truly remarkable. With Kirsten Holmberg, he gave her an intense desire for truth and for deep study in the Word. We heard how he used her passion for the word to speak to her about adoption and how he continues to use her love for God's word to speak to women all over the country about the truths he's revealed to her. With Julie, he met her in a difficult season and lured her out of her grief with her love for teaching, and then from there into the important task of creating a beautiful, meaningful kids' ministry. He knows us. He meets us right in the place we are at and leads us forward. I hope this has given you a better understanding and a context for my heart behind the podcast. I really do sincerely desire for us to spur each other on to ever deepening our faith, to learning how to love God more and how to step more fully and intentionally into his plan for us. I hope that as these testimonies reveal God's remarkable and unmatched attributes, that our confidence in him will increase, and that through that increased confidence— will be led into a deeper and deeper trust in Him. There is no end to the depth and richness of God's character. His love is limitless, His faithfulness unparalleled, His friendship incomparable. And as these characteristics are beautifully revealed in the lives of these women, I want you to know He offers the same to each of us. If you're curious about any of this, or you want to know more about what it means to place your trust in God, please feel free to contact me. 
I'd love to have a conversation with you. You can email me at info at julieturnermusic.com or you can write to me over at the blog at julieturnermusic.com. I've posted all of these links from this episode and the four previous ones in a blog entry called Common Threads, and there's a space for you to leave comments and begin a conversation. I do encourage you to head over to the blog, especially for all of the product links. We've heard about amazing resources like Our Daily Bread and the Blue Letter Bible, lots of inspiring books, the product Calendula that heals everything according to Kirsten, and lots more. I've posted all of these links in one place to make it easy for you to get your hands on these resources as well. Well, this leads us to the promised so close moments, those moments where you are so close to getting it right, and then for whatever reason, it all goes spectacularly not right. And I suppose it's only fair that if I'm going to ask each of my guests to share a so close story on these Common Threads episodes, I should probably share one of my own so close stories as well. There really are so many to choose from. For example, remember that time I decided to start a podcast and while recording the intro for the very first episode, I decided quite unknowingly to adopt a slight but very noticeable southern accent. Mm -hmm. Yep, that happened. Go listen to episode one, see for yourself. What in the whole world? Nothing about this West Coast, born and raised in Eugene, Oregon girl should be using a Southern accent, ever, for crying out loud. And where did this even come from? And how did I not notice until two brave friends had the guts to tell me about it? So ridiculous, so close. But here's a really fun one for you. At our old house, we had a garage that was about a half an inch too short for us to pull our car inside while the rooftop box was on. I'm sure you can see where this is going, but just wait. This gets really good. Long story short, I'm returning to my house with the rooftop box on, completely forgetting, of course, that it's on the top of my car. I mean, really, I can't see it. I feel like this is entirely too much for an abstract random mama of toddlers to remember at all times. So I pull in my garage, completely oblivious to the loud scraping noise that has now I'm sure happened above my head as I pulled in. I go inside my house for a while, come back out to get my kids from school. Still don't notice the now very scraped, slightly crushed rooftop box on my car until I try to back out and my car simply will not go. I'm thinking, what in the world? Why can I not just back out? So I get out of my car, I look up, and I realize that the box, first of all, I notice that it's on my car, and... Because it's lower in the front and taller in the back, it was completely pressed up against the roof of my garage. Because the front of the box was lower, I was able to barely scrape my way in, but was completely unable to bash my way out. I'm now in a total panic. How in the world am I going to explain this to my husband who's traveling, number one? But not only that, I'm now completely stuck in my garage and unable to go anywhere to, say, pick up my kids from school. Thankfully, we had the sweetest neighbors at that time who graciously bailed me out of countless incidences like this. Seriously, the neighbors bailing me out is like a whole So Close series. So the husband was able to come over and not only get the box off my car so I could leave my house again, but also repair it to where it was completely functional again. Still visibly scraped, but at least not cracked and smashed and no longer able to let water in. So that was amazing and awesome. I'm so thankful for them and come to think of it, I did not bake them enough cookies while we lived there. 
So there you have it. I hope that story makes you feel better about your own level of competency at getting through life. If you want to hear about what is arguably my most epic so close story of all time, you can read about it over at the blog at julieturnermusic.com. Within the blog section, it's the entry with a picture of a gas hose beside it. I'll just leave it at that. Well, that about wraps up this episode and hopefully gives you a little insight into why I created the Made for This podcast. Again, I warmly invite you to be a part of the Made for This community. Let's meet together over at the blog at julieturnermusic.com and encourage each other in the comments section. Let's join together and as Hebrews 10.24 says, stir up one another to love and good works. Thanks again so much for listening. Please tell your friends about how they too can hear from inspiring women each week on this show. As we close, I'm going to leave you with a song I wrote titled, Well Done. I hope it encourages you as you go step out daily into your purpose. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next week on the Made for This podcast. Every breath brings me closer to you, to the day you take me home.
Mm-hmm.